Welcome back to episode 12 of Better Call Paul. Um, everything's kind of merging into one at the moment. Um, I, I've had a pretty bad cold and cough and whatever for the last few days, but I've been interspersing that with going and doing choir festivals, as you heard in the last episode, um, competition thingy, uh, had the show, uh, that was, that was over a week ago now. Um, I've just, this is Sunday the 9th of June now, and I've just done two weddings back to back, Friday and Saturday night. Um, it's been a long time since we've had a triple weekender, actually, that's, uh, but these are the, these are the things that keep me financially afloat. So it, it's it's the the money situation is looking not too bad at the moment, which is which is a nice change. So um, um, so this afternoon I'm looking forward to the next two weeks and having a look at my calendar and seeing what's going on. More chaos. Um, it's kind of preparatory chaos, really. I'm just gonna have a quick look at it. We've got. Uh, I might be taking the Mrs. Centre Hospital tomorrow, but I don't know uh, for some because there's some results from that MRI scan that she had. Choir's back to normal on Monday and Tuesday nights for the next two weeks. But Thursday, I'm quite looking forward to going to one of these encore screenings at Cineworld of um, a musical that's on in London at the moment called Everybody's Talking About Jamie. I think it's still on. Um, I think that's uh, that should be fun. There's a wedding next weekend. But, oh, wow. Next Friday and Saturday night, I've got a couple of rare nights off for the weekends. Um, and then towards the end of the fortnight, I'll be looking at... Uh, I've got a... Playing for a, for a wedding ceremony on the piano. And then on Saturday night, is a we've got a country club gig with the wedding band, which is one of those filler-ins for when we haven't got much work. It's not as much money, but I've, we've only done it once before, this one. Country club at Bridge of Don in Aberdeen. Um, and it was quite interesting when we turned up, they were all sat there with their bingo cards and dabbers. Uh, I think the average age was about 65, 70, something like that. It was one of those gigs where you get very well appreciated. There's a few people scattered around and they all clap politely after every song. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Take the rough with the smooth. Um, so anyway... This afternoon, I'm sitting in the pissing rain. I'm sitting in the car while my daughter has another three-hour rehearsal. It's going mental with them because in two weeks' time, they've got their dress rehearsal for how to succeed in business without trying. Um, so at the moment, she's into Aberdeen for basically four three-hour rehearsals a week, um, which half the time I have to provide the transport for because the train service is not great here. Um so yeah, pretty much, pretty much the usual, rushing around doing different things, and then I start again with another show after this fortnight finishes. Uh, it's great, it's wonderful, I'm loving it. Um, but for this afternoon, I have to prepare for my Tuesday night choir after having had our outstanding medal certificate thing at the festival. Um, they're now expecting me to come back with something new for them to learn. So I've got basically three hours sat in the car now with my laptop and my mobile hotspot 
trying to either look for something new online or I'm going to have to arrange it myself. They wanted to do Forever in Electric Dreams, which unfortunately there's no actual sheet music available apart from the guitar chords. So if we're going to do that, which they seem very keen on, I've got to basically arrange it myself. So that's going to be a job to do. Um, but yeah, preparation work for choir now. Fun, fun, fun. I shall speak to you at some point, um, probably later in the week, because there's nothing much happening in the first half of the week except choir. But um, yeah, bye for now. Well, actually, I completely changed my mind after that last uh, recording I made. I was sat in the car and I was waiting for my daughter and I was going to do plans for some new songs for choir. But um, following a quick messenger chat with the uh, one of the committee, I decided with the last three rehearsals for the year, I'm just going to go over all the stuff that we've done um, so far, consolidate, just make sure everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing in different songs, especially because we've had quite a lot of new members, which means I don't have to do all that. So I fucked off to the cinema um, and I went to see Late Night uh, with Emma Thompson, uh, which was, uh, it was okay. I enjoyed it. It was one of those films that for me is one of the better reasons for having an unlimited card because I like going to see films not knowing whether or not they're going to be any good or you know not being necessarily the sort of thing that I would choose to see if I was paying for it up front sort of thing um not up front on the day um the sort of thing that I used to really enjoy watching when I was a projectionist because I had to print check all sorts of stuff um yeah it was all right uh, I think it was probably it would probably appeal more to an American audience because it was very much um, centered around that whole kind of late night talk show um, host kind of thing, which is I think bigger over there than it is here. But uh, it wasn't awful, so it wasn't a waste of time, and it was a nice relaxing afternoon. And I had one of the lovely salty caramel cookie um, ice creams from the Baskin Robbins counter, which you never seem to be able to get at our second Cineworld branch because we have two in Aberdeen because we're spoiled rotten. Anyway, cut a long story short, I did all that looking through the diary to see what was happening in the next two weeks and you heard what it was, but I had overlooked the fact that looking one day further ahead into the first day of our next episode is when High School Musical starts and I suddenly realised that I haven't actually seen the music. I have now because I got in touch with the MD for High School Musical with it being less than two weeks away from starting and me having not done any programming yet. Um, and he sent me through the music and I've started putting that on my laptop. Um, it looks like it's probably going to be slightly bigger a job for programming than um, Hairspray was in that there's lots of different kinds of sounds. But one of the big problems with keyboard parts in musicals is that they're very often written for a specific model of keyboard, such as, for those of you in the in the know, back in the 80s, there was a famous 80s synth called the Yamaha DX7. Um, similar, other, other models are available. Um, but every synthesizer, every music keyboard has a different set of sounds on it. Some of them will be the same across every keyboard, what are called general MIDI sounds, which are always um, a specific set of sounds. You know, there will always be strings, there will always be brass, there will always be 
drum kit on particular patch numbers. But then they have banks and banks of other sounds which change from keyboard to keyboard, um, even between you know different models in the same manufacturer's range. Um, so consequently, the part that we get through has all the written down notes in it, um, but you're not quite sure what what sound you're supposed to play with them uh, for them, except for the title of the sound that it gives you, which sometimes will be something obvious, like it'll say strings, or it'll say bass drum, or it'll say trumpet, or something like that. But other times you'll get something like pretty, and you're like, what the fuck is pretty? And it, it, it was obviously. The, the name of a sound patch on whatever keyboard it was that they did that and originally on Broadway but I've got a kind of interpret pretty or whirly strings or something or or what was that other one um, fairground organ no it was something else oh, I can't remember now but they, I mean they usually have some kind of characteristic about them that the MD did actually say to me I hope you've got a sound of a, of a basketball squeak um, which, you know, I haven't actually come across that in the music yet. Um, I, he might have been joking, but to be honest, that's actually fairly self-explanatory in terms of if I can find any sound online, um, and there's plenty of free sound effect sites, such as a baseball squeak sound, or baseball shoe squeak maybe, or uh, just any sound, um, my keyboard has something in it called a sampler which means you can either record into it or load into it any sound file you can you can get hold of and play it like an instrument so literally i could fart into a microphone and then play god save the queen with the fart sound that i've recorded um, which would be fun um but yeah, where was I going with that? Yeah, long story short, I've, yeah, is it? It's I've got this couple of weeks and it's going to be fucking busy trying to fit stuff in. Because um, the other thing as well, I've got a Crossfire gig that's coming for a few weeks' time that was actually before the one that I was originally going to do that I've dropped out of now. So I've still got to get a whole set ready for that. This can't be that interesting, really. I mean, you know this is fairly standard fodder for me is always having something to to work on a program long, long and short of it is though that i've got fuck all time to do any practice or recording any like original music or anything um and until at least i don't know august september time and that's as things stand at the moment if i get other shows in in the meantime you know uh, month to month but i i mean i'm i'm enjoying it i, th I suppose the the difficult part is um, as I found out this morning, because I was up late last night editing, um, finishing off editing the last episode of this actually. I wanted to get it finished and out today, which is now Tuesday the 11th, I don't know if I said that. Um, I wanted to get it out today, so I stayed up until one o'clock last night editing it, and then I had to get Theo up at seven. Um, incidentally, it is Firebolt's birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Firebolt. Theo, my son, he is now 16. And I realized first time this morning, actually me and Suzanne could actually legally now tell them both to sling their hooks and live on our own again for the first time in 16 years. But uh, we're not gonna do that because we're nice and we need them to do the washing up. So, um, 
Where was I? Oh, fuck. I lost my train of thought again. <sighs> I don't know. I'll come back to you. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was it. <laughs> I was stressed this morning because I was finishing off editing that last week's, last fortnight's podcast. And then um, I just had shitloads to do and the swooping needed doing and the kids are behind on their chores. So I was going to try and pick up on some of them. And anyway, I, I, I realised you know through through my mindfulness practice that it i really do need to concentrate on making sure that when i have the opportunity i go to bed at a reasonable time because i'm a i'm an arsy cunt when i'm tired um and the other thing is as well taking sensible breaks you know i mean theo left for school at eight o'clock this morning and i was getting stressed and still working at going from job to job whether it be washing up or sweeping the floor or editing or just constantly just being at something until after 10 o'clock and I was like oh shit I've fucking I've been up for like three hours and I haven't stopped yet and you think fuck's sake give yourself a break so yeah I'm gonna try and start doing that a bit more we shall see whether or not I take any attention pay any attention to myself Oh yeah, that's the other thing as well. Uh, there's a there's a choir night out with my ladies' choir. They're having a, an end of end of session night out in a few weeks, and they've twisted my arm to go and book myself a room in Aberdeen because when I go out drinking in Aberdeen, it's not worth trying to get the train back because the last one's at ten o'clock. So yeah, that'll be that'll be my next piss up. Um, I shall look forward to that. And I'm gonna fuck off again. Bye now. It's Thursday, 13th of June, and I feel like I've been neglecting you, but um, there's nothing really. In yeah, I, I've been missing you, so I'll come back to, to have a little chat while I'm on the way to the dentist. Um, the dentist I go to is all young ladies. It's called Young Smiles. So there's something wrong with me because I always feel like it's a, a bit erotic having somebody poking around in one of my open orifices for, uh, for health reasons. Um, yeah, something very wrong with me. So, um, yeah, what's going on at the moment? I haven't been to the gym at all this week, again, but that's just because my cough's just lingering and uh, I blame the weather. It's still raining. It's been raining for about a fortnight. It's doing my head in. Um, but at least uh, up in the mountains here, we're not underwater like some of our southern colleagues. Um, that's the other thing as well. 12 mile trip to the dentist. The, the great thing about living around here is it's uh, a 12 mile trip takes you into Grampian country, which means it's a lovely drive. It's pretty much a lovely drive whichever direction you go in, but you know what it's like when you live somewhere for ages. You tend to start taking it for granted and forget it sometimes, so I have to keep reminding myself. Um, so what's happening today? Yeah, this evening we're going to, I'm taking my daughter and her friend. My daughter and her friend. To, um, everybody's talking about Jamie encore screening at Cineworld. Um, it's a musical that's on in London at the moment which means I can stick my ticket down on expenses. Oh. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I've not seen it. I think it's something. It's about. Uh, I think it's based on a true story about a 16-year-old boy who wants to be a drag queen, and all the bullying and bullshit that goes along with that. Um, I think the music's quite good. I've heard a couple of songs from it. Um, but I do like the idea of these um, kind of live sort of theatre and musical screening things. I don't know if it's actually live or if it's just recorded performance, but I mean, it makes very little difference. But, um, you know, the idea of, of being able to um, afford something like that, um, I mean, it, it's pretty much like having the best seat in the house. I know it's not. I know it's not quite the same as being there in person, live to see live theatre. But it's like the next best thing, and for the for the difference in cost, it's it's pretty darn good. I mean, three of us are going for. Well, I've got an unlimited ticket, and one of them, one of the others, is a student. But there's a full price ticket as well. So for the three of us to get in to see a West End musical that's still running at the moment for basically 28 quid, um, you know, I mean, you, you wouldn't get like the furthest ticket up in the gods for that if you went to see it live, and then you've still to get to London to do it. So I think it's pretty pretty good. Um, and it brings back to mind a story which I will tell right now because there's not much going on about when I was a projectionist at the View Cinema in Aberdeen. And we, I think when I first started there, um, which was 2007, uh, it was all still 35mm um, screenings. And um, it was basically, it was the last, I, I got the last five years of, uh, of projectionist work out of that job. It was brilliant. Um, you got to see all the films before anyone else did because the, the prints all had to be checked. Um, a, fun, a few funny stories about uh, I, I accidentally putting, uh, I put in one of the uh, reels for Avatar back to front because we had three prints of it and I was basically the only person working. I've been there about 16 hours and I've put together three prints of it. As you know, it's, it's about three hours long or something ridiculous. So I was on my last legs. We were supposed to print check every print, but you know, I'd, I'd already watched it twice in the last 24 hours, and the third print that we had in, um, I just I was just too knackered to, to print check it. I, I, I ran out of time as well. Um, it was one of those weeks where things, you know, it's just not possible to do every aspect of your of your quality control. Um, and I put one of the reels in back to front, so that was interesting. Uh, the, 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 the people in for the first showing were the first to find out about it. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, that was the transition from 35mm through to digital. Um, and, and actually, just mentioning the 35mm thing, we had um, things called interlock screenings, which involved feeding... Uh, we had a brilliant one, actually, that I did. I, I was the... I was. The, the one daft enough to try and do a triple screen interlock um, and it worked fine I've got a video of it online I'll have to see if I can put a link into it um, basically it was one of the Harry Potter films um, we put the same print of the film on in three screens at the same time I say at the same time there was probably about a 30 second delay between screens because you would feed the film into projector number one and then you would um, lace it through a series of rollers that went along the wall to the next porthole, um, lace it through projector number two, 
um, and then place it through a load of rollers onto a third. Normally you would only do it between two screens, but there is actually a video of somebody doing it between, I think 20 odd screens or something. Um, it becomes very complicated because you have to have all the relevant projectors on um, an electronic network so that the, um, the shutters are and, and the, the wheels, the sprockets, sprocket wheels, I can't remember what the fuck they're all called, but the, the bits and pieces are all synchronised together so you're not like stretching and snapping the film basically. Um, uh, and that, that's really good fun. Um, so I'll, I'll put a video up of that. I can't remember which Harry Potter film it was. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was the transition through to digital during that time, and we we had we had a, like a mobile digital projector that we kind of shipped in a couple of times, where we had um, a satellite transmission received, um, which most of the time went okay. But there was one Ross Noble screen in live comedy, fantastic comedian. Um, but that went all tits up because for some reason they decided when they were going to put the satellite dish on the roof that they weren't going to actually bolt it in place. They were just going to stick it, like weigh it down with a uh, paving slab, basically. Which, in the northeast of Scotland, right next to the coast, when it's fucking windy most of the time, is ridiculously silly. So, uh, but we, of course, we got the blame because we were responsible for making sure the the picture and sound quality was was good. So. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, eventually we moved up to having, I think, I think the first, um, oh, I can't remember what order everything happened in. We did have a, a live screening of a Muse concert from Wembley Stadium, which I'd, I'd been to, which was pretty awesome. Um, but the best one I remember was Genesis. Um, on their tour, I think it was live, this was a live transmission from Dusseldorf. Um, and I was a new projectionist at that point, I'd only been there about a month, but my one of the main reasons I got the job was because I was really uh, an enthusiast on um, digital sound and surround sound and, and basically anything to do with sound. Um, and at this point I've been there about a month and the boss um, projection manager was away on holiday and it was about, two weeks before the uh, live transmission screening of the Genesis concert was due to take place in the main sort of 250 seat screen. I did, uh, every every week we we're supposed to do a, a list of different checks to make sure all the equipment was working properly. Um, and I don't know who does any of this nowadays, probably nobody. They don't have a projection stuff nowadays. But um, yeah, Part of that would be uh, surround sound checks, which basically you've probably got it. If you've got a surround sound system at home, you've probably got a similar kind of thing where you um, activate the the check and it, you get either a tone or some white noise or something like that, which plays through each speaker in turn, so you can check um, that each speaker is working. Um, now, in screen one, uh, I, was, I was a bit worried. Um, there were there were two issues actually. It was it's supposed to there's a particular order that they fire off these tests in where it would start in the center, then you get the front right, then you get the surround right. And this was a this was actually a, a Dolby Digital EX screen at the time. So there was a rear surround as well, that would go next. Then there was the left surround, then there was the front left, and then you would have the subwoofer. 
Now, for a start, the first thing I noticed, which was um, a worry, was that two of the channels were wired up the wrong way round. So I can't remember which ones it was, but I think you know one of the surrounds um, went off at, at the opposite time from the other one. So that was something that I, I had to fix. Um, but the main worry for me was that there was nothing coming out of the subwoofer channel. So what I did was I got a ladder and because uh, this was being being the main screen, the it was a, a big screen and behind it there was like a sort of wooden sort of stage which it wasn't really a stage it was just a, a housing for the fire escape um, but I had to get a ladder to climb up behind the screen um, where the speakers are, are mounted and when I got there when I got up behind there so four two two subwoofer cabinets each with two 18 inch subwoofer cones in them um, were now, I can see the logic behind this, and I've just missed my turn because I'm talking to you guys. Fuck, I'm gonna be late for the dentist. Um, yeah, I can see the logic behind this. As I said, it was up on a stage, so it was kind of hollow underneath where these speakers were, just turning around. Um, which, if anyone knows anything about sound, will know that if you put in subwoofers or bassy speakers, on something, you either want to have them raised up off the floor, or certainly you don't want to have them on anything hollow because bass travels, and if they're on something hollow, it's going to boom like fuck. So obviously, somebody at some point in the past had, had realised that this is what was happening. It was travelling through the building, um, so they decided they were going to suspend these speakers from the scaffolding, which was you know the main scaffolding that's holding the building up, um, the girders, if you like, which is you know, a fairly sensible idea, it would have worked. It's like you, you see it at, at uh, outdoor gigs, you'll see, well, at, and indoor gigs, you'll see speakers being flown from trusses, um, suspended, and, and it's a good way to stop any um, transmission of the sound into the building itself. Only problem was, whoever had done it had done it with ropes um, that were, that crossed over the front of these speaker cabinets and clearly an 18 inch subwoofer in a, I think it must have been about a 10,000 watt speaker system, it has a fair amount of travel in it when you get a, um, when, when you get something loud happening and it goes through the subwoofers, the cone inside the speaker moves quite a bit and they hadn't allowed for this. so. I would imagine pretty much as soon as it first uh, tried to move, the, these cones first tried to move with these ropes in front to stop them, they just shattered. So when I got up behind there, not only were the cones in the subwoofers shattered because somebody put ropes across the front of them, but it turned out from when, when I climbed up behind there that they'd shattered so violently that the pieces of the cone that were that were shattered had actually ended up behind the speaker cabinets um, on the stage. So that means they must have been fired forwards, bounced off the screen, and then landed behind the, the speaker cabinets. This is all fascinating stuff. Um, I'm sorry, it's geeky sound stuff. If it's not very interesting to you, then. Uh, Oh, tough shit <laughs> but yeah long story short we, we had them replaced in time but if, if I hadn't have found that that would have been a disastrous um, 
a disastrous concert because pretty much most of the bass, the bass guitar certainly, and most of the bass content of the concert would have been fed through the subwoofer. So, um, so yay me. Um, anyway, I'm nearly at the dentist. I'm gonna go and let a young lady stick her fingers in my orifice to check my uh, dental health. And um, I'm sure I'll speak to you again soon with something a little more interesting. Bye for now. Well, that was a quickie. It's got to be the shortest dentist checkup I've ever had. Um, so obviously my oral hygiene is up to scratch at the moment. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. Only problem, only unfortunate part of it is that um, it takes an hour for me to have a five-minute appointment. But then, so what? Um, I'm going to go home now. Um, I did have. I was going to say something. Oh yeah, yeah. This afternoon. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go home, I'm going to get some lunch and then I'm going to spend the afternoon doing the programming for High School Musical, which I believe is the week after next. So, um, yeah, not much more to say. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm, t I'm trying to... I've got nothing... See, I get these interesting weeks like last time and then, and then you're just back to nothing again um, and I suppose the one thing I can say about about that is that um, the more I do the longer I live the more experience I get behind me the more age I get behind me the more I realize that uh, uh, the more I'm prepared for these uh, downs after the, the ups so oh, Jesus this this episode shit sorry guys Well, I think I was a bit harsh on myself in that last clip, um, just because there's no show this week and it doesn't feel like there's anything that exciting going on in comparison. Um, doesn't mean that it's not that it's going to be a shit episode. It's Saturday, fifteenth of June. Sometimes things have to slow down because you just need a bit of a break in between shit going on to get stuff done. Speaking of which, I have finished the program in for High School Musical. It's now Saturday, fifteenth of June. Um, that was a weird one. I mean, you kind of got to interpret stuff. Um, there's no Broadway recording, so I can't really refer to, um, you know, what's been done. I mean, the film music obviously is, is going to be fairly different, the instrumentations, but on my keyboard part, I had things written like, uh, to, uh, when it's telling you what sounds to play, I've got spacey, phasey delay, um, pretty tinkly weirdness and my favorite which uh, i don't think there's many professions that you can be told to do this in your instructions for what you're doing at work and in a part where i'm playing a, an organ sound it just says fiddle around which um yeah you gotta be careful how you interpret that anyway i've uh, just been to see men in black international Slept through most of it. Uh, it looked okay, the bits that I did. That's just because I was up late last night watching uh, Million Ways to Die in the West with Theo. Um, we had one of them copper keg things. You know, the uh, five litre kegs of cider, which was a bit disastrous because I think we managed to... I don't think you... Once you've... Once you've cracked the CO2 container and that, I don't think you're then supposed to put it on its side in the fridge anymore because 
it started leaking everywhere and uh, and yeah but uh, what else yeah I've got a wedding tomorrow and choir Monday and Tuesday and basically I've got a week to get all my crossfire programming finished um, before my keyboard's away for a week at high school musical which I'm quite looking forward to um, it's quite atmospheric a lot of what I've got to do in that uh, I've never seen high school musical um, I don't think it's my kind of thing but it's always fun to play that you know different kinds of stuff uh, what else was it yeah I'm playing for a wedding ceremony next week uh, next Friday and that country club gig yeah it's it's fairly busy for the for this fortnight but it's all the in-between preparatory work again which is fortunate because uh, you need some downtime in between um, Hoping to go back to the gym on Monday. Anyway, I'm going to fuck off now because uh, I can. I'm sat in the car for the next couple of hours waiting for Nienna coming out of her theatre class. And I'm going to go home, make some Hunter's Chicken, record a podcast on sex <laughs> with with Firebolt, um, which will have come out last Thursday by the time you hear this. Go and have a listen. I'm sure that'll be interesting, if nothing else. We'll finish off that that side of while we're doing it um, the podcast and um, what else oh yeah no that was that was the thing I think I, I mentioned in that last clip that we were going to see one of these live encore screenings at Cineworld um, everybody's talking about Jamie the show in the West End um, two hour, literally two hours before it less than two hours before it was due to start I had an email uh, saying it had been cancelled basically the hard drive hadn't turned up at the cinema in Aberdeen, so they couldn't download it and show it to us, um, which was a bit of a bummer. So anyway, to cut a long story short, having been in cinema, I know how things work, so I went and asked to get from the duty manager to get some comps to make up for it, because we'd driven 60 mile round trip, and uh, you know, uh, Nienna's friend was coming in, and and we we paying for a meal and stuff so I got three free tickets for the for, so we went to see Rocket Man again that's the third time for me and Nienna but we both still see it again it's that good um, and when I got home somebody else from Aurora up at Huntley had be, had had also been supposed to go to that screening but wasn't able to so a friend of theirs had given them a link to um, something which I'm sure isn't allowed but Hey, what can you do? Um, there's a the the actual film, the the high def, proper pro shot film of everybody's talking about Jamie that we were supposed to see at the cinema is actually available to watch on YouTube. Um, you can PM me if you want the if you want to know what it's called. Um, it's been up since February. I thought it might get taken down quite quick, so I downloaded it. But um, but yeah, that's still there. So. Um, and I'll have to try. Nina's friend told us about because um, they have a lot of re really quite good musicals coming on tour um, that go to His Majesty Theatre in Aberdeen. And I'll have to try what they did um, when I think Shrek the musical was up here. I'm not sure. It might have been something else. But anyway, basically they they went in um, to the theatre at like ten past seven in the evening. Uh, 
for one performance and basically just went to the ticket office and asked if there were any discounted tickets left for tonight's performance um, and got like center, center of the stalls seats, best seats in the house for 10 quid. Because um, obviously, I suppose the theatre uh, look at it like you know. Well, we haven't sold out. We've we've got to get rid of the tickets. We'll just. So I'm going to try that out at some point. Wait until there's something, something big on, and rather than paying fifty or sixty quid for the premium price tickets, just go in and uh, like twenty minutes before and ask if they've got any discounts or returns or anything like that. Um, and. You know, if it happens to be sold out and I don't get any, then I'll just fuck off to the cinema, use my limited ticket instead. But, but ten quid for the for a decent theatre ticket is not not bad. Um, anyway, yeah, gotta go eat my lunch and uh, catch up on a bit of Netflix. Then I'm gonna go home and watch that. Everybody's talking about Jamie that I downloaded um, after we've recorded the podcast, and I shall speak to you again. Oh. I don't know how many times, but certainly before the end of the week. I'll, get, I'll give you a shout, certainly, when I'm doing the wedding next Friday, because it's going to be an interesting, a little bit of interest, a little bit of different stuff from what we're so far used to. Um, enjoy your week until then. Tatty bye. Good evening. It's Monday, the 17th of June. My reason for speaking to you today... What the fuck am I doing this silly voice for? Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd pop in and say hello. I'm only on my way to Monday Night Choir. There's nothing uh, specifically exciting to, to speak to you about today, but I, I fancied coming in and having a chat because uh, today's kind of taken me a bit positively by surprise. Um, I've had this cough for a couple of weeks and I just... Uh, I got fed up with, uh, well, let's start at the beginning. First thing this morning, I had a uh, lovely, um, actually it was the last thing last night, but I couldn't be asked replying to it because it was like half one in the morning after I got back from my gig. I uh, got a message from um, my best friend in the whole world, who, um, this might seem a little strange, but I probably see maybe once every three years for sometimes just a couple of hours. Um, but for a bit of backstory, he was my next door um, guy in the halls of residence when I was in my first year at, um, at music college in London. So um, yeah, I remember the day we met at the bus stop on the way into college and started talking about awesome music and stuff. And and uh, it's, it's been a weird relationship over the years. We've both at times been cunts to each other. Um, but we've grown up through it and we've always, always been back in touch. You know, there's, there's, I don't know, there's a, there's a weird relationship. I think if anybody has this, they know there's that one, one or two people, special people that you can, you can, you just understand each other. I mean, we're very, we're very different in a lot of ways, but, um, we can, we can go a couple of years without speaking and then just pick it back up just just like that and and both know that it's fine and that you know we just both got lives to get on with and but we can uh, the last time I saw him actually he turned up in Aberdeen for a, a trial with um, I should I should mention his name's Scott um, he was my best man at my wedding actually um, 
and he uh, he messaged me this morning saying he'd been to a gig at Shepherd's Bush Empire, a band called Tesla, with an old friend of his who I have met I think once, maybe twice, but I remember during that, that first year at college um, when I was looking for a way to rebel and by God did I fucking take it as well. But but this was a particularly pivotal day. Um, I remember him saying to me that uh, he was going to a gig that evening at um, what was then Hammersmith Odeon um, by a band called Queensryche, which I knew nothing of at the time. Um, but I just fancied, for some reason, I fancied going all metal. And I just thought, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna go for it. And I, I we went into Covent Garden and I went round, I think I already had a black leather jacket at that point, and I think I just had my ear pierced twice. Um, so I was I was ripe to to kick back against the kind of um, you know, I mean I I was I was kind of primed to become an orchestral trumpet player at this, uh, you know, this classical train training music college thing, and uh, and I, with with my disturbed childhood, I was just looking for a way to to just change everything drastically. So I went out that day and bought uh, loads of stuff that I'd never worn before. Basically, um, like a, a t-shirt with um, skulls all over it. These um, like leather, I think they're kind of bootstrap things that that you wrap that I wrapped around my wrist. A load of like bangles to go over the top of that. Um, a studded leather belt with chains hanging off it. Um, and I think a skull um, earring and a snake earring to go in my newly punctured ear. So anyway, it, it was it was a prog metal band. They're still around, Queensryche, I think. Anyway, these mates of his that I think they were at the Rock Institute or the Guitar Institute or something, some some rock training place in London. And uh, I just got, I got pissed, and there was a hilarious moment, but you had to be there where I went off and got a big bucket of popcorn. And uh, when I came back in, the first thing I did was um, tip it upside down on his mate's head which they all found hilarious, uh, but you had to be there. I, I was 19 and they were roughly the same age. We were all pissed and, you know, good times, nostalgia and all that. Anyway, he obviously got back in touch because this guy who I'd met there um, probably jogged some memories. Um, and it was nice to hear from him. So that, that was the start of my day. We had a bit of a to and fro on Messenger and I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we will. It's been a while. As I say, I was about to say, the last time I, I saw him, he just turned up in Aberdeen doing a trial for the, uh, he was doing a concert with the, I think it was the Royal Scottish National Orchestra. Um, and they had a concert up in Aberdeen and he just happened to have a couple of hours spare after rehearsal or something. I can't remember what it was, but he'd do this. He turned up once, I was at the airport working, delivering lost luggage years and years ago. And he phoned me, he lives in London, or I think he lives south of London now, so I'm in a Guild, Guildford. But um, yeah, he phoned me and, and um, 
asked me where I was and I said I was at work at the airport and he said, oh right, I'm, I'm just in the airport now. He'd been up to Aberdeen and he just phoned and, and we went. I went over and we, we caught up and that. But anyway, this last time that uh, I met him was just literally for a couple of hours for a couple of drinks and we went for a yo sushi and and it was ace you know we hadn't seen each other for years and we just we just had the most relaxed best time there's been tension in the past because as i say we have been comes to each other at times but we're both old enough and long enough in the tooth to know to know the score you know to know that we we we've both confided in each other a lot about the stuff that we that we've been through um and we both understand and know how much some of that stuff can fuck you up and can make you into a bit of a cunt sometimes. Um, and we understand that of each other and we forgive each other for it and he's my best my best bud in the whole world, you know? Um, oh, I'm getting a bit emotional now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm hoping to go have a good catch up with him soon. Scotty boy. Yeah, he's my mate. Anyway, man love, that's what it is. Uh, what do you call that? Bromance, yeah, lifelong bromance. Anyway, uh, what was next? Yeah, so that was how the day started. I went back to the gym, even though my cough's not quite gone yet, I was fucking fed up with waiting. It had been nearly two weeks, so I went back there. It was great, but I signed up. I keep getting these adverts for something which I've been, I've heard a friend of mine, a, a guitarist in our band, talking very highly of, um, a music app called Tidal, which is a lot like Spotify, but, um, more than twice as expensive but the reason that it's more than twice as expensive is because Spotify the best quality you're going to get out of it is um, like 320 kbps mp3s and if for, for anyone who doesn't know what that is mp3s are compressed audio files 320 kbps is is the best quality of mp3 you can get and that's that's the top quality on Spotify a lot of people that use Spotify won't even use that I always did but Tidal has a very similar amount of music available and a very similar format um, but everything is available in at least CD quality which they call hi-fi and an awful lot of stuff is also available as studio master quality which for those in the know would typically be 96 kilohertz 24-bit which is, I know it's a technical, 24-bit means that there's a lot more headroom there which means you've got a lot of dynamic range that you wouldn't have found available um, it, it means that there's a lot less low-level noise um, and, and there's a lot more dynamic sort of space available in it um, and I'll come to that in a minute because I was excited about my gig last night as well for a similar kind of reason getting very geeky on sound here um, but the 96 kilohertz bit refers to the frequency of the samples it means basically you've got 96,000 samples per second a CD would have 44,100 um, typically, so that that will give you some kind of idea. DVDs are 48,000 a second, but this is twice that. It's 96,000 kilohertz, which is uh, top studio quality. So, and I've been listening to that today. I had that on in the gym, and I feel like I've been listening with my ears closed. It's like um, it's like seeing in colour again after you've not seen. Them after you've been used to seeing in black and white for years. I mean, I've always been into sound quality and, um, you know, I just, you know, I, I, when you're exposed to compressed audio all the time, you kind of get used to it. But it's a bit of a sling back to the days of vinyl for me because um, 
actually vinyl is is far better if it's on decent equipment it is a far better technically i'm not talking about like nostalgic kind of arsehole kind of um all the good old days thing i'm talking about scientifically technically the vinyl format is a technically uh better um medium because the resolution if you like in digital in digital audio i'm giving you a fucking audio file lesson here. in digital audio the resolution is limited by the the uh, sample rate and the bit rate um, but in vinyl it's basically it's limited by um, molecules that that's how <laughs> that's how minute it gets um, so uh, where was I yeah so last night anyway the gig um, I enjoyed that a lot more than I have done for a long time, partly because even though we were in a venue that we know is fairly shit for sound, and it was fairly shit for sound last night, I have discovered something about the mixing part of it, which I do while I'm playing, um, which has made, it's a difficult thing to explain, but this is why I was gonna connect it, is because the space in the mix thing um, to do with the high quality of the studio masters, it's, it's difficult to describe, but what, what I've done basically, um, I've been trying to get, it's been difficult hearing ourselves in the mix live. The, the, if the vocals are loud enough, quite often we won't be able to hear the guitar in the mix, or the keyboards would be drowned out, and, and it's all been too kind of squashed and crushed and compressed in the mixer. Um, and that's basically because I've been trying to get more volume out of the mix by turning up the mixer. Um, settings that the, the the faders on the mixer are driving the mixer harder but I tried something new last night which um, I haven't done before and it was a great success and that was the speakers turning the speakers up and driving the mixer less so basically I'm not making the mixer work as hard but the speakers are doing the hard work of the amplification so it, it's geeky stuff I know I'm sorry if I bored you with technical stuff but basically it tangibly felt to me like there was more space in the mix. It felt more roomy. Um, it's, it's difficult to explain, but I had everything louder, but I could hear everything more clearly. Um, so yeah, I was really, really buzzed about that. So I went to the gym anyway, uh, and, and, and Tidal is fucking fantastic. Um, long and short of it, had a Oh, I did my first calm session for a few days as well. I'm getting back onto that. But this afternoon, it's my turn to clean the kitchen. And after we'd sat down to lunch and watched um, the latest, well, we we're on episode three of season five of Line of Duty. And I fucking hope Hastings isn't involved, but H. Who the fuck is H? Anyway, uh, where was I? Yeah, mine's all over the place. Cleaning the kitchen. I went in there about 20 past two to, to do a basic clean, a weekly clean, you know, just wiping down the surfaces and giving the covers a bit of a wipe and, and, and just generally cleaning up. Put Tidal on, started trying out some of their kind of suggested playlists with um, different genres and different styles. Listened to the whole of Revolver by the Beatles and was fucking blown away. I mean, I know most of the songs on it anyway, but with the combination of the sound quality on, on our kitchen speakers and the amazing, um, I, I, I was blown away. Um, Craig, you know what I'm talking about. It, 
that I know those songs inside out but it's almost like sometimes when you know songs you don't really pay attention to them and because I was listening with fresh ears because of the audio quality that I was listening out for I really started to notice the genius that's involved in 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 the the orchestration the recording that it's just it's just amazing I mean I know you know you I've I've had offspring who've said that the Beatles are crap as well, um, and it's not it's not their fault. You know they're coming at it from the perspective of um, 2019. But you know if you listen to it with it with with ears of that time, and you try to imagine what else was going on at that time, and you put it in perspective. Um, you know, it's just, it was, it was just <clears throat> mind-blowing. Oh, what am I looking for? Revolutionary. Um, yeah, that's a that's a, an album that I haven't. I've, I've known all the songs off of it, but I haven't really listened to that album on its own, if you like, as an album. And then other albums as well. You know, I, the, there was suggested stuff that came up. There was some Santana and. Um, some cranberries came on just mixes of like rock stuff and I, I, I can't recommend it enough Tidal anyway long and short of it I was going to spend 40 minutes doing a doing a quick clean of the kitchen two and a half hours I was in there and the weirdest thing about it is I came out of it so relaxed and happy and de-stressed I mean two and a half hours cleaning the kitchen and no I'm not coming around to your house to clean your kitchen you can fuck off but you know it's, it's just making me think about what it is that happiness is about, you know, what, it's a lot more complicated than just doing the things that you, that you, you know, you think your life's made up of. Anyway, I'm nearly at choir, de-stress, somebody's delivering a big plant pot, yeah, that makes no sense. Okay, yeah, I'm really quiet. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit all over the place. My mind is is racing with excitement, um, just because I'm kind of still happy and looking forward to a week of High School Musical next week, <laughs> and then Sound of Music two weeks after. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's my car, by the way. Yeah, shut up for fuck's sake. Huh. Yeah, bye for now. It's crazy, don't you know? Uh, it's the 20th of June, Thursday. I thought this week was going to be a bit of a calm before the storm, but, well, it kind of is. But I'm not going to go into too much detail about what's happening next week, because that'll be the next episode. Um, this is just a bit of a warm-up, really. Um, I've not done <laughs> nearly loads of stuff that I need to do, but I, do you know what? I don't care. If it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. It's just over the, the next uh, week and a half, the most important thing is that I keep myself and my family's um, mental health balanced, because if we start freaking out and buckling under the pressure, we're not going to get to the end of the next couple of weeks. So, um, so what's happened this week? Yeah, I had, uh, I've been going back to the gym, which has been really helpful. 
I've been doing my calm thing, which has been really helpful. I haven't done any crossfire programming, which is probably not going to be very helpful because um, I've got a final rehearsal with them before the first gig um, a week on Monday. And as of tonight, when I get back, my keyboard's going to be unavailable for programming until the day before um, that rehearsal. And the, the, at that particular day and the day after, my mother is going to be up visiting, but she knows the score, so I'll be able to get on and do a bit of work while she's there. If I'm, if I'm awake, if I'm still in one piece after the chaos of the next week. <clears throat> So yeah, uh, oh yeah, and the other thing, I haven't been doing much listening to podcasts, which I'm going to have to do something about. I'm going to be doing a lot of driving over the next week, so I might chiv divvy up my time a bit, because um, I'm still like over the moon with my uh, new trial subscription for Tidal, which is that Spotify alternative with the really good quality recordings. Um, so I'm, I'm just listening to loads of music as well at the moment. So, uh, but but as I say, I'll, I'll divide the time up and catch up on the other podcasts. Sorry, sorry, network people. Um, what else? Um, I can't. Really, oh yeah, that's the other thing I've been doing. I've been doing a load of uh, channel editing, getting the videos out because we do. <clears throat> since since everything went tits up and I and I had uh, half a breakdown, we we. Uh, reduced the schedule to um, one week on, one week off. So basically we record one week and then we edit everything and put it out the next week. So this week has been editing and putting out week, but things have got a bit skew with because um, with shows and shit all over the place, we've had to kind of bring some recordings forward and put some back. And But um, yeah, I've been doing that. I've got them all out on time though so far. Sex is going out tonight on Breaking Bollocks. Um, which was fun to record. It's a, it's a discussion podcast if anybody doesn't know what Breaking Bollocks is. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, the cough's still lingering, but I thought, fuck it, I'm going back to the gym, I can't wait anymore. Um, I don't know if I've got like mild asthma or something, or, or if it's uh, allergies or something, I don't know. But, uh, oh, the hip's playing up as well, my back, but I've got my, uh, my personal back massager, which is like this kind of electrical thing. It's uh, yeah, it is basically a big vibrator, but it's got like a heat thing and, and lots of knobbly bits on it that you can interchange. To uh, you can get them on Amazon if anybody has back problems. Um, what else? Oh yeah, I've been thinking about getting one of them coffee pod machines because I've been drinking loads of Nescafe Gold um, specialty coffee stuff, and I'm thinking like, oh, it's probably worthwhile. So I'll put that on my list for Amazon for my wish list for my birthday, uh, which isn't till October, but you know, strike while the iron's hot. Um, so yeah, Monday and Tuesday night I had choir, choirs. Um, and then last night, I, did, I, th I didn't think, I, I thought I'd be getting the night off this week. Well, I kind of, I kind of have, but I'm kind of driving on those nights off into Aberdeen and back. So yeah, Wednesday night I took Nienna into her Phoenix Wednesday evening rehearsal, um, sat in the car for three hours, finished off um, the last Netflix series I was watching, uh, and started on Supernatural on Prime. So that was, that's going to take me a while to get through. I think there's 
about 15 seasons of that there's going to be, I don't know, there's 13 on Prime at the moment and there's about 23 episodes a season. I really like the first episode so that'll keep going. Um, so that took, that got me back home about 11 o'clock last night. Um, what are we watching at the moment? Oh yeah, me and the missus have got on to Jessica Jones now. We finished uh, uh, Line of Duty as far as it's got. Um, fantastic, watch it. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying Jessica, Jessica Jones so far. Um, well, news came out today that uh, Avengers Endgame is definitely getting a re-release at cinemas with some extra footage and a Stanley tribute and shit like that. So bye bye Avatar. Although I'm not quite as against Avatar as most people seem to be. Although I suppose I kind of, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought the visuals were brilliant. Um, but I suppose I, I, I would have to take the point that the story's not amazing based on the fact that I haven't bothered to really go back and watch it that much. So, um, But um, especially Nick, this is a message for. Fucking get yourself down to um, Pandora at night because it's fucking phenomenal looking. Um, I know you're going to be crying at Star Wars and I know that'll be over overshadowing it when you go, but uh, yeah, it, 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 the upside down mountains floating in the sky are just amazing. Um, they, they really do a good job on that. And and all the sort of uh, luminous kind of colors and stuff. And it's, a, it's just a really nice atmosphere, but I would say definitely it's probably a lot better at night in the dark. Um, this, is, uh, this is kind of not really a musical podcast this week, which is fine because I get these breaks. Um, so yeah, tonight, oh yeah, the, sorry, this morning I, I got up early and took Theo into Aberdeen for his first day of his Aberdeen Youth Orchestra course. Um, I'm going to go and see how knackered he is now after doing 12, it's 12 hours of uh, rehearsals. Well, not 12 hours non-stop, but probably done a good 8 or 9 hours uh, and he'll be doing the same every day for the next 4 days, followed by a concert. Um, so yeah, I'm just heading back into Aberdeen now. It's quarter past eight at night. I'm picking him up at nine o'clock. Get back home, load the car up with stuff um, for tomorrow because tomorrow I'll be getting up early again to take him in to Aberdeen for nine o'clock for his second day at the Youth Orchestra course. From Aberdeen, I'll be driving up to Banff, which is so it's 30 miles into Aberdeen, 60 miles then up to Banff. Um, I'll probably get a kip in the car for an hour or two, maybe watch some Netflix. Um, but I'm playing for a wedding ceremony, uh, just kind of piano stuff. That's at half past one tomorrow. Um, and then I'll be driving back to Inch from Banff, which is uh, probably about 50 or 60 miles again. Um, no, maybe not quite so much, no, maybe about 40. Um, to pick Nienna up. Uh, around about four o'clock um, to take her into Aberdeen to see Toy Story 4 in 4DX um, and then I'll be dropping her off at a pre-show party this time because they haven't been able to organise an after-show party so they're doing a pre-show party instead. Uh, I'm not quite sure how that's going to affect our transport arrangements but um, yeah, I'll think about that next week. Fascinating stuff. This is all the shit that I have to think about. Um, and 
then I'll be, where am I now? Yeah, I'll be dropping her off at her party, hanging around in Aberdeen again for a couple of hours, maybe watching uh, Supernatural in the car, uh, or having a kip, to pick Theo up from his second day at nine o'clock, his second day at Youth Orchestra course, back home, and then loading the rest of the gear in the car, Oh no, no, not, not at that point, because um, I'll be driving Theo into Aberdeen on Saturday morning at nine o'clock again. Um, thankfully, Nienna's already going to be in Aberdeen because she'll be staying overnight at a friend's house, so I don't have to wait around in Aberdeen until her rehearsal. So I'll drop him off in Aberdeen at nine o'clock, come back home, that's a 60 mile round trip. Um, load the rest of the stuff into the car, which I'll need for the band gig tomorrow uh, on Saturday evening and pick up my wife to take her to the in-laws in time, this will be at lunchtime, in time to get back into Aberdeen to set up the stuff for the evening gig with the Limit band, which is the country club, the bingo dabbers. Um, in time to then pick Nienna back up from her theatre rehearsal at quarter past four, drive her back to Inch, I get about ooh, an hour and a half maybe for tea and then I'm back into Aberdeen again for my gig with The Limit um, and then back from there and then we're on to next week which is as I say this this, this week these few days are actually uh, relatively speaking just a bit of a warm-up really for the chaos that's going to be happening next week um, I mean Thankfully, Theo will have finished his youth orchestra course by then. Um, but next week, I've got double shows to worry about in terms of Nienna doing her show in Aberdeen all week while I'm doing my show in Fraserburgh all week, which is about 50 miles away. Um, and then my mum arrives arrives on Friday next week. I'm possibly going to go see Rocket Man for a fourth time because, yes, it is worth it. Um, with her and then she'll come up to see my show on the Friday evening and then we've got her to deal with for the weekend and I've got oh fucking hell no, yeah that weekend when Nina's on her last day of her show I'm down in Fife all fucking day a week on Saturday because I'm playing for a, a wedding ceremony and reception uh, drinks reception in the afternoon and then the band in the evening so um yeah I don't know whether I'm coming on. I'm taking it all day day at a time at the moment. Um, obviously. So my car map is definitely coming in handy. Uh, it's going to seem relatively calm after that when I get a week in between, um, which will have my last uh, ladies' choir rehearsal for, uh, for before the summer break, even though there's only about three weeks off. But then the 5th of July, the Friday, um, I've booked my travel lodge room in Aberdeen and I'm going out on the piss with the ladies. It's a curry night followed by karaoke and I've been in touch with my old boss who um, typically, if he's off work that night, will join me later on and we'll get shit-faced and probably end up at a lap dancing club because that's just what tends to happen. Um, refer to aforementioned episode 37 of Breaking Bollocks um, where Theo and I 
have lots of discussion now that he's 16 about the various aspects of sex. Some of it to do with sex work, some of it to do with taboos, prostitution, pornography, gender. Um, oh, there's, there's all sorts in there, incest. But as, as, as I've said in the disclaimer notes for that show, um, it's nothing that we discuss is any evidence of any of it being um, from personal experience. We just debate stuff, okay? <laughs> Milud. Anyway. I'm going to go and listen to something now, whether it's music or podcast. I think it might be podcast. I'm missing my friends on the network. Um, and I'll, I'll probably be back on at some point in the next couple of days if I'm still awake, possibly. Uh, yeah. Bye-bye. Well, I'm sat in the car. Um, I've just recently recorded a My Bench with Craig. Thank you for guesting me, Craig. Um, and at his suggestion, I'm going to do a little bit of an audio clip from something special. Um, one of the joys of my job that I find a particular highlight, although there's a lot of hassle with setting up and breaking down for for uh, a very small amount of time, but but it's a special moment. Um, playing playing at the evening wedding reception for, for someone's wedding can be an amazing experience because it's obviously it's their big sort of party night after they've got married. But something that's even more special is actually being there when they tie the knot, when they take their vows. Um, and I have the privilege this afternoon of playing for a couple. Um, at their ceremony, I'll be playing um, Highland Cathedral for the bridesmaids and wedding party coming in, and then the piper will be taking over with the same tune for the bride herself coming in, and then I get to sit and watch a couple throw their lives away. I mean, um, tie the knot. Um, Scottish weddings are quite special. Um, Especially the bit, although I think there's probably a few diseases go around because they have a thing called, I don't know if they'll be doing it today, um, but the, there's the quake, um, which is, they have, a, they have a couple of th- things up here. I don't know whether or not they did. There's a lot of humanist ceremonies um, up here. I don't know if they have as many in, in England, but um, they do a thing where they demonstrate the true meaning of tying the knot, where they actually, um, they have... Uh, a special piece of tartan each, um, which they uh, lay over their hands as they're holding hands, and then the celebrant um, pulls them in a special kind of way so that they tie it, literally tie a knot together, which is um, kind of symbolic of the of the the bond between them. But then they have a thing where they pass, they put some single malt uh, whiskey into like a little kind of bowl thing called a quake. And they pass it round, and everybody has a drink from it, which I'm sure is uh, great if you've got cold sores. But um, yeah, so um, I've just took a photo outside the hotel um, to make Craig jealous, because uh, just because I can. 
um, which I'll put up on the Twitter feed. So if you would like to um, see the view from the Banff wedding that I'm at, Banff Springs Hotel. There is a Banff Springs in Canada. I'm not at that one. Um, although I believe that's uh, even more picturesque than, than here. So, uh, yeah, get onto the Twitter feed, um, which is at bettercallpau17. And um, I'll play you a little bit of um, audio from the lovely ceremony. I'm hoping it's going to be lovely. I probably won't turn up now. <laughs> wait, have to wait and see. Bye. and following the declarations made before me and in the presence of these witnesses and guests, 
It gives me great pleasure to declare you legally married and pronounce you husband and wife. And as you see at the moment, I ask everyone here present, family and friends, the immediate circle of love within which you dwell, to treasure the memory of the happiness of this special day and join with me in wishing Diane and Mikey happiness and success in their future lives together from this moment on. Mikey, you may kiss your new wife. Another one bats the dust. Another one under the belt. Nice bit of money. Might be able to afford a large popcorn later on. Because I'm on my way home now to take me and my daughter to see Toy Story 4 4DX version. I shall try my best not to blub like a pop after dark presenter. And I shall speak to you again very soon, I'm sure. Bye-bye! I am joined by Firebolt. What date is it? 20... It's... it's Number. Friday evening. 20, yes. 21st? 21st. 21st. What have you been doing? I have been on a orchestra course where I basically have 12-hour days. <laughs> If you can't rap, I'm a percussionist. 
Yeah, he says his arms are aching. Yeah, well, I've had to be, be playing cymbals for like two hours. Yeah, that's your excuse. <laughs> Alright, I, I should have actually, when I said, do you want to do an interview, I should have thought about what I was going to like, talk to you about. Yeah, maybe. So, what are you playing? Shit. Sorry, something what's happening? What is, what is this course you're on and what are you doing? It is the. Uh, it's Aberdeenshire Youth Orchestra. Uh huh. Um, and I am playing Vlatava. Who? Vlatava. Also known as the Moldau. Oh, yeah, okay. It's one that goes. I'm not gonna Is that think. Smetna? Yeah. Yay! Better it's Smetna. Mm. I'm a musician, don't you know? I, d I remember these things. They were before my... Well, most people <laughs> just call it Smetna because that's easier than saying Vlatava. Yeah, I th it sounded like a disease. Yeah. I think it's Czech. Okay. So where I'll be going in July. Indeed, where they have very nice um, beer. What else you played? Um, Hansel and Gretel by Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> I like that one. I'm playing Triangle in that. I'm playing Timpani and Vlatava. Cool. Uh, playing Capriccio Italian. Oh, now, hang on. Grandad would know who this is by. Um, that's that guy, is Who's it by? I think it's Tchaikovsky. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> That's not the only Tchaikovsky you're doing, though, is it? No. Uh, we're also playing the Romeo and Juliet Overture. Yeah, I believe the full title of it is Romeo and Juliet Fantasy Overture. No, I it? think that's a different piece. Is it? All oh, right, okay. This is the one with the... Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's that's part of the Romeo and Juliet Fantasy Overture, but it might be a like a, an arrangement of it. I don't know. So, there are a couple of different versions of it. So. Cool. And are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm playing cymbals on that, by the way. Phallic cymbals? What? Phallic cymbals? No, just the regular cymbals. Okay. Uh, also playing uh, The Big Country. I wondered what you were going to say then. Is that not a, but that's a Scottish band, isn't it? Oh, no. Yeah, Big Country is a Scottish band. The is Big it? Country. Yeah, is that not, is that a Western movie theme tune? Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, there is a Scottish band called Big Country as well, I okay. think. Uh, and we're also, uh, is there any others uh, other than the last one, which I'm going to save? Um, ooh, Night on the Bear Mountain. Oh, Masogsky orchestrated by Rebel. say Bear or Bold? I say, I don't know. I the literal translation is bold, but that sounds weird in English. So yeah. only Americans say it. Right, okay. I remember doing that on um, in an in the Abbey at the top of Mont Saint-Michel on a French tour. Oh, that must be fun. And, well, they, there's no um, road access, so all the percussionists had to cart the pedal temps up. Uh, have you seen Mont Saint-Michel? It's, it's like a kind of island in the sea. You know, they'd park, park the coach at the bottom. It's one of these places that gets cut off by the sea. Okay. Um, and they had, to, they had to drag all the percussion instruments up this big hill, um, this big mountain kind of thing, to the abbey at the top. But You'd it, be basically ready to tell the story of the Bear Mountain. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, from your own experience, then. 
but you know there's the bit where it there's like um there's the the sort of the crashes with the gaps in between yeah we had to lengthen them because there's a 10 second echo in that abbey oh right <laughs> which was bizarre. i'm playing bass drum in that uh, ace oh that must be fun yeah yeah i bet you you're worried about letting go of the stick when you've hit it aren't you oh no I'm, i've got a good grip <laughs> yeah i've heard that about you uh, my favourite bit though is what the cymbal player gets to play, which is one of the hardest cymbal rhythms to play, which goes da 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 and you have to oh. play it at that speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what, clash cymbals? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no wonder your arms are aching then. No, that's not me. Oh, right, okay. I, I just get to go boom, da 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 da. I, uh, I, I play the bass drum and then uh, the person next to me who's a uni student plays that bit. Right. Which is probably for the best because they're the most experienced. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, um, as I say... Oh, and what, sorry? the last piece. Sorry. Exciting. We're playing a world premiere. Oh, yeah. And the composer is coming to rehearsals tomorrow. And they're going to... I think they're going to be at the concert. Uh, but I'm... They have said that we can ask them to change some bits because we had to retune the timp, the lowest timp, timpani drum, uh, to really low, because uh, um, lower they than they have. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how many of you are actual music experts listening to this, but they have a C below the bass clef on a timpani and. That is an unusual note for a timpani to be playing. I would imagine... It sounds like a gunshot. I would imagine you'd be able to see the skin flapping around on the timp, would you? Not quite. No, but almost. It is like a couple of turns away from a bass drum. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, sh I might be able to make it to the first half of that concert, depending on when my rehearsal finishes, but uh, as the rest of this episode people are aware that, that we're, the three of us are flying around all over the place this week doing different things. So um. I think um, <clears throat> the last piece we played before the first half is Hands on Gretel. Right, okay. Oh well, I'm, I'm, I'll maybe try and get to that then. <laughs> um, and then I have to try and get up to your sister's dress rehearsal for half past seven because I can't go see it because I'm doing a show all the week. But we'd very much like to see you play in your first orchestral concert. Yeah, I mean, I'm having to raise the challenge because quite often in, at least um, junior concert band, I, I can sit back a bit because I know vaguely what I'm doing. Right. But this has been in at the deep end, doesn't it? You only you only started rehearsing yesterday. Yeah. The concert's on Sunday. But uh, you'll the be fine. really difficult rhythm I've got to play. It's not really difficult, but it's just sort of if I mess it up, then it kind of falls apart. Right. Because um, um, the symbols are really loud. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One and two. Three, four, <laughs> one, two, and three. And three uh, you'll be four, doing the right of spring and before one, you know it. And two, sorry. Um, four, <laughs> and two. Well, um, two. No, if I do bum, make bum, it, if I do make it, you might. Sorry, hear I get very excited. You might, you might hear an audio clip of it in the next episode because it'll be in the next fortnight. So um, 
if I do make it, I shall do a little bit of recording and stick it on my podcast. For people to hear your phallic symbols, I mean your normal symbols. Right, hang on, I'm just to check. I did, I, did I say seven pieces? The tour, Vlatava, the big country, Riccio Italian, Ansel and Gretel, Night on the Bear Mountain, and Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Seven pieces. And they're very long as well. Well, this is why you've got 12 hour days of rehearsals. This is why I also get to sit down for some of the, well, for most of the piece. Have you, uh, uh, have you, have you enjoyed your first experience of orchestral length bars rest counting? Uh, I've been all all over the place, to be honest. uh, (laughs) Don't you hate it? Some other people have kept me right. But don't you hate it when you've managed to keep count for about 500 bars or something and then you lose count like about Well, it's when someone like just drops something out of the corner of your eye and then you're just like, oh great, I'm not going to play that right then. Or you count all your bars rest for like 10 minutes before you've got to come in and play and then they stop in mid-rehearsal and you're like, for fuck's sake. Start again. Anyway, the trials and tribulations. You should try at sort of basically not knowing when to put your symbols down because if someone's talking about something that you just played then you're not sure how long they're going to be yeah. talking for yeah. and then you're just like well I'm just going to be standing here and I'm going to have really yeah. sore arms if you keep talking quickly yeah. and then as soon as you put them down they'll be like ready to start and then you'll miss the cue yeah. I maybe shouldn't imitate a conductor while I'm driving cause... no maybe not anyway it's been an in, it's been a, a fascinating insight into your um, couple of days. I'm gonna. I've been playing Uno mostly, actually. Well, this is percussionists, and brass players as well tend to take books along to uh, rehearsals. I I actually have been. <clears throat> I think during a, a concert. Yeah, the last there there was a concert where I was actually watching the iPlayer. I had my phone on my stand. Um, yeah, it was the Messiah, and uh, your percussion teacher actually um, was behind me because she was asking. It was when one of them big Westminster votes was going on, and I just wanted to see the result. And literally doing the Messiah, you have to sit there for like an hour and three quarters, not playing. Yeah. Um, so I just if, watched TV. If you're doing it in movements, you got to be careful that it's not a continuous move from the first to second yeah, movement. Yeah. A segue. Yeah. Because if you miss that, then you think that the third movement is the second movement, and you're meant to be playing in the third movement. Yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> the conductor's going to get very pissed off. Indeed. Well, shall we have a listen to uh, me and Craig having a having a banter earlier on? Then I think you get I'm, mentioned. I'm sure. Uh, I'll enjoy it. And uh, thank you for your contribution. But good luck do, in your concert. What, do we say the I have been thing? Uh. No, you, you get off my podcast. No, I don't know. It's, say what you like. Okay, I'll fuck off then. Bye. Well, it's Saturday, 22nd of June. I'm just sat in the car. I'm about to get out and go and do a nice, um, relaxed country club gig. And um, that'll be it for the week. It's been a weird week, a weird fortnight, but... Um, High school musical starts tomorrow, so why not pop by in a couple of weeks and find out how that went? Um, 
Thanks for joining me again, and I shall speak to you next time. Bye. Oh, fucking hell, I know I'd already said goodbye, but oh, that was a shit gig. Although the second half wasn't quite as bad as the uh, the first. It was literally playing to about ooh, 30 or 40 people, maybe. But um, it was a mixture of pensioners and a group of people probably in their mid-twenties who look like they've been out on the town and, and drinking all day and basically come back to their local club which is like something out of the 70s actually it wouldn't be that uh, far out of um, out of place in uh, Phoenix Nights kind of venue um, the sound was shit but uh, the, I, I, it's one of those where you, they're doing fucking oh, Jesus, half of the old folks stayed off the dance floor most of the time because because the the, uh, the younguns were basically being twats for the first all oh, the first half. They had a they were they were doing some kind of gymnastics, taking run ups at each other and and uh, and grabbing each other's legs and and fucking. There was one point at which there was one of these uh, you know when people pile up in a pile of bodies on the floor. Last time I've seen that happen, it was a fucking junior school and the dinner ladies used to break it up. And when you see, when you see a group of pissed people on a dance floor at a sad kind of club venue doing it. But I mean, they enjoyed it, I suppose. So, and we got paid, so. But uh, it was very, very, uh, I mean, they were that pissed. There was a, there was a girl that kept falling over on, on her back with a very revealing skirt on you could see just about everything and and she fell on her back with her legs spread wide open and a bloke fell on top of her and i swear to god they looked as if they were about to start doing a fucking porno film on the dance floor but uh i mean it was entertaining if nothing else anyway i just popped back in to say hello again simply because i um I thought, what the fuck, I'll just... I think it might, even though the sound was shit from a venue point of view, I think because of that, I might have got a half-decent phone recording out of it because I think from where the phone was situated, it might not have been... Usually it gets drowned in bass or drums or something. Um, but I'll see how it goes. If it's any good, I'll play you some. And uh, I'll speak to you next week.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.